0: Hello, folks. This episode may contain adult themes and swear words, mainly because I can't be asked to edit them out anymore. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to the final episode of our Lions Tour special. Actually the final episode of season one. Uh, Just want to take the opportunity to say thank you very much for taking your time to listen to us talk about rugby um, over the last kind of year. I think it's a year, or should we just say episodes? Um, We've really enjoyed ourselves. And yes, we are going to be back for season two at the start of the Premiership. So we're going to take a couple of weeks off. The plan is to return maybe a week or two weeks before, like I said, the start of the Premiership. Um... Maybe give a little insight into the uh, upcoming season or our thoughts around it anyway. They're probably not that accurate, to be fair. Um, and yeah, so that's, that's where we're at. Ollie's going to be here in just a second. And we are going to talk about the ultimate uh, final test um, between South Africa and the British and Irish Lions. Oh, the end is near. We something, something, the final curtain. Hello, mate. How are you?
1: <laughs> hello, hello mate i'm i'm very good nice uh nice little intro sing song there mate how how are you you Not... sound very uh very jolly
0: well you know it's the it's the, it's it's the last episode of of our first season of doing the podcast uh, you're happy
1: because what because we're going to take a break mate you're happy
0: <laughs> i'm happy i'm happy because regrets we have a few mainly mainly to do with the technical side of this um sham of a show um but yeah no i'm glad you know the season's well, over i'm looking forward to the start of the next season um and just kind of pushing forward with the podcast
1: yeah indeed mate and uh, yeah we've had some tech issues maybe are none of us proclaim to be tech experts and we're uh... We're not professional, we're professional amateurs, aren't we? So uh
0: <laughs> Amateurly professional, I'd say. It's
1: all a bit of fun, isn't it? It's all a bit of fun.
0: Absolutely. Um and obviously our you know, our our good technical advisor, Brutal Bob. Um yeah, he sorts stuff out sometimes. He does, he's done a done a cracking job. Lucky lucky we got him actually, isn't it? yeah, he's very cheap, isn't he? A, a great great I was gonna say it, a
1: great price.
0: Man. <laughs> bag of crisps and a shandy. And he's anybody. Um so yeah, obviously the end of the season, mate. There's a lot to chat about with the Lions. Um, but let's just tap up a little bit of news. Have you got any news, any rumours you might want to share? Um, I don't think there's been a hell of a lot, mate. I've I've heard a couple of
1: um transfer not rumours, but I think confirmation of uh of rumours and or, or sort of sort of known known transfers, things we've we've mentioned already most of them. Uh yeah, I think the only one that really stands out as a potential and is a so-called rumour at the moment, there's nothing confirmed, but um, Richard Cockrell, apparently, who obviously has recently left Edinburgh, is um, is apparently being touted up by Eddie Jones to be part of the England coaching setup. So So um, that's an interesting one, depending on whether there is any truth in it and whether it actually comes to fruition or not.
0: So you're saying probably one of the most aggressive people on the planet in his time as a Tigers player and as a Tigers coach is going to be joining the England setup moving forward. Well, potentially, if
1: the uh, if the rumor is right, mate. So uh, that if, is if, a rumor. It is, isn't it? Like I don't. I mean, don't what, what, what can exactly you sure? imagine,
0: like? the managerial or coaching staff team talk between ellie jones and richard Cockrell.
1: <laughs> i know i know it's um two two pretty big characters there isn't it but i mean it's a uh, i'm not exactly sure how i feel about that one because i've got had, had sort of uh, well, you, you you probably know my views on richard Cockrell. yeah you um, don't like him I, I wouldn't say i don't like him that's a bit harsh mate but um
0: you fucking hate him <laughs>
1: well as a player he he was very much um cr- crossed the line a few times didn't he but in i suppose in the old old days in the old game you get away with that a bit more you wouldn't get away with with half of it these days but um
0: oh my god no
1: no absolutely uh, yeah i um i don't know yeah it's in, it's interesting in as much as a lot of people say about Eddie jones being a bit sort of um authoritarian or a bit of a dictator role isn't it in, in the way he runs things so so potentially certainly in the last few years has picked um, members of his coaching team with uh could we say not the strongest of uh of uh, personalities so they're not going to challenge him um so that 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 definitely
0: goes against that doesn't it because uh Cockrell won't pull any punches, that's for sure. So. Um, oh my God, no. Cockrell yeah. will definitely speak his mind. And maybe that's what Eddie Jones wants. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, it, it could be only if, if I would imagine,
1: I, mean, I don't know what his exact position would be, I imagine would be very forward, forward orientating in, in what his involvement would be in the coaching setup, I would have thought. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, it's good. I just. Uh, be interesting to see how it goes, mate. Be interesting to see what happens.
0: Absolutely, mate. I think that would be. I mean, you know, from a. From You're a, loving it. You're loving it because he's tiger ex
1: tiger. Yeah, I get it. I get it.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, I I absolutely love Richard Cockrell. I think he's fucking brilliant. I think he's absolutely great value <laughs> for money. One of the character, yeah. one of the characters in the game.
1: So, really, you want Eddie Eddie out? You want Borfwick to go in uh, as the main man? Cockrell to come in? What Jordan Murphy maybe as backs coach and.
0: And Andy Good as uh, kicking coach, yeah.
1: <laughs> Andy why Google, nutrition and
0: fitness, maybe. Why, why not? It'd be good. It'd be good. <laughs> um, no, I mean that. Yeah, I, I, I'm not. I, I, you know, I I do like Richard Cockrell, obviously being a lesser fa- lesser Tigers fan. Um, but if hand on heart, I'm not even sure how that's going to pan out. So we'll no, I, w-
1: I would say um, as far as his coaching career, I, know, I know it didn't go to plan. Um, at tigers in his first sort of uh, head coach role but um he's done he's done very well at edinburgh to be fair um, especially
0: uh, mate he, he did win a few titles with the yeah, tigers exactly. exactly and they're not
1: um, you know sort of um, money and 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 financial backing and budget they're not they're not the biggest of clubs in europe um so you know with with all that um Taken into account, he, he's done. I think he's done a fantastic job there. So, uh, um, yeah, it'd be interesting, mate. It'd be interesting.
0: Yeah. So there is there is a little bit of other news just on the Tigers. George Worth has been released from his contract uh, with the Tigers. Um, Sorry, I'm just dropping off to sleep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Harlequins have signed an <laughs> international forward <laughs> Tulani. He looks quite meaty. Yeah, I saw that one. That looks good, mate. Yeah. So that looks an in- strengthening their. Um, Back row, I think he's a back row player. Um, all blacks, oh, I, I know we're not, you know, all blacks took the uh opening Bledisloe Cup game against the uh the Wallabies 33 25, so a relatively close encounter, really. Um, but I'm not that interested about it if I'm honest, only, only when South Africa play and get pumped, hopefully. Um, what else was there? What else was there, Oliver? I think that's about it, really. Let's just get down to it. Okay. The Lions, the final test. One all in the series, going into the final game at Cape Town last Saturday. Interesting selection choices from Gatland. Definitely looking to play more, I guess. Um, I guess I've got three questions for you. Is that okay? Yep. Okay, first question, did the Lions lose that game or did South Africa win that game? Um, <laughs> can I sort of sit
1: on the fence and say a bit of both? <laughs> you can phone
0: a friend if you want, but your only friend's me.
1: <laughs> a little bit of both, but I would say actually more the Lions lost it than South yeah. Africa won it, yep.
0: yeah. I, I, yeah, I, um, I'd agree with that one. I, I, you know, I didn't think South Africa played particularly well, um, but but
1: the big big but to that. Well, unless you want to finish your second couple of questions. Oh, on that, me, yeah,
0: my second question.
1: I, I might, I might, uh, what's the word? Be answering something in your second question. Carry carry on with the questions, Gareth.
0: Thank you very much. My second question is Gatlin for head coach in the uh, for the tour to Australia,
1: the next Lions tour.
0: Yeah. No.
1: No, he shouldn't or No, he shouldn't. It should be someone else. Yeah. I agree with that one. Well, are people are people suggesting he should be or...
0: Well, I think that I think from what I've heard that they, you know, they want to tie him down, potentially tie him down quite quickly, you know, tie down his commitment to the tour. I mean, I don't know, I, I don't know how you feel. I think Gatlin is a fantastic coach. Um, and possibly up there, if not better than Ian McGeehan sorry, Sir Ian McGeehan in terms of lions. For what he's achieved and what he does, and
1: no, no, and... no, 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 no. I think it's okay to say up there with Ian McGeekin, not not better, Gareth. That's that's taking it a little bit too far.
0: <laughs> okay, no problem. I, I, yes, because Sir Ian McGeeken is a Sir, and obviously, you know, uh, yeah. he, he's he, not.
1: He is just lions. He's got lions running for his blood, mate. So uh...
0: yeah, no, all right, fair play, fair play. Um, so I, I, I think having done the last. Well, he's three tours head three tours as head coach, one tour as forwards coach, I think, with, with Sir with I think I think it's time for a bit of flesh blood. Yeah, agreed. Um I'm not a hundred percent sure who I would want to see. Um I know who I wouldn't want to see. I don't I don't think Eddie Jones would be the right man, if I'm honest. Um Well
1: I, I... I agree and disagree personally because I think I think he could do the job. Um, definitely got the, uh, obviously the um, experience and, and uh, credentials. But I, I personally, I think we, we need to go back to, um, I think the Lions, as the Lions, especially after this tour, um, needs a bit of brand strengthening, if you know what I mean, as to get back to what the Lions is all about sort of thing. And personally, I think it needs a, a, a British Isles um, coach um as in not not a southern hemisphere coach that's just personal opinion
0: uh mate i I would agree with that one i would like to see that for the australia tour definitely
1: yeah i mean I, i totally accept in the international arena international game that you get uh foreign coaches but that is uh essentially it's the professional game isn't it and i know these are professional players but it's still the british lions is still an amateur concept isn't it so um you you have to have that, you know, essentially what, what you know, the, the tradition and the history of the Lions and, and, and what that's all about, isn't it? And I, although Gatlin has done a fantastic job and he's really bought into that, um, you know, if you're not from the British and Irish <laughs> British Isles, then uh, you can't genuinely have that, like I say, like Ian McGeek in your blood, can you? So, uh, yeah, that's just personal preference, personal point of view, but...
0: No, I think that's 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 a fair. Um, yeah, I think that's 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 just fair. That's a fair analogy, mate. I think I think yeah, I get I completely get you get where you're coming from. So then, don't I guess, follow up with who then? <laughs> well, yes, who 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 would you who would you consider would be good? Hey, uh, in
1: all honesty, um, I've, I've kind of ignored a lot of. There's been so much like almost immediately after the end of the the third testers. People talking about what the next Lions squad's going to be and all that, and I just, I just got zero interest in that because it's absolutely irrelevant talk, isn't it? Because it's pointless trying to predict and uh, do that sort of thing because so much we're talking four years, aren't
0: we? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Uh, so mate, much yeah, can
1: happen I, in one season, let alone four years. But
0: yeah, absolutely. But I just, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying who, you know, I've seen things, you yeah. Know,
1: squad- coach coaching's a bit different coaching's I, a bit I different guess.
0: i just wondered who you thought you know could be a good shout um
1: i don't know cuz I, actually i think i mean obviously your head coach is um is important with the lions but it's your coaching group that is uh, is the most important isn't it but um there's there's quite a few possibles isn't there but um out, out of the existing uh lions group i would say potentially Townsend could step up as the head, as the main man. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, um, he's obviously done and doing a great job with, uh, with Scotland internationally. Um, and I think he had a good impact on this, although he was probably restricted in as much as he would have liked to have done with this group and on this tour. Um, but I think he's had a good, a good impact, I would say, but, um, and because I just like the brand of rugby uh, that Townsend applies to his his uh, his groups, and I think that's we need more of that in the game, uh, especially after the dull three tests that we <laughs> that we witnessed. Um, you know, he, he he's very much into um, good, good sort of um, fast fast running open rugby, isn't he? So um, yeah, so that that would be. If you, if you wanted me to sort of name someone right right this minute, that's probably who I would say, in my mind, is uh, lead candidate. Um, other people, I don't, people have mentioned Andy Farrell. Uh, and then you've got a whole host of, um, you know, top coaches who are in around, isn't it? There's uh, Mark McCall potentially, Rob Baxter. You know, go through the premiership guys and there's, there's plenty of coaches there who could uh, put their hand up for it, isn't it? So, Yep. But Townsend, yeah, Townsend, I would say, would be, you know, calling me out on it now is, is my lead candidate right at this minute. But as I say, a lot can change uh, over the next few seasons. But what about yourself, Richard Cockrell? <laughs> no, <laughs>
0: well, I, I actually think Ronan O'Gara. Yeah, good show, good show. Yeah, I think Ronan O'Gara is the head coach and obviously with his disciples underneath him. um, I think that would be a really interesting... I just like Ronan O'Gara. I just think he's... I
1: do. The only thing I would say... I I mean, I very very much... I agree. I very much like Ronan O'Gara and I think he's going a long way in the coaching game. But um, he hasn't had the international coaching experience yet. Is the only cross against his name I would say whereas Townsend has obviously hasn't he um, so it'd be nice to see him get some international um, generally speaking your Lions coach has had several years of, of international coaching before stepping up to the Lions isn't it um,
0: yeah true true but you know you never know Lions... but yeah no, I can see it especially if you've got a, a
1: fantastic group with them isn't it But you know if you, if you could bring back like Borthwick and um because he, I think he did a fantastic job with England and with the Lions, didn't he?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, you know, players of that, uh, sorry, coaches of that caliber in his, um, in his, in his coaching group, his team. Then, uh, yeah, I, I could see that working.
0: Yeah, I think I think it's just I think I think, yeah. I guess my point was that we just I think there needs to be a bit of a change now, a bit of a freshen up, um, you know, moving forward. And I think. You know, I also heard that there was talk that you know they could to make the midweek games more interesting. There might be games against like the Pacific Island teams, like your Tongans, your Fijis, and you know things like that. So I think it's just a bit of a, a freshen up of the whole tour in general is probably what's required. Starting with the head coach.
1: Yeah, I, I I um I don't really know how I feel about that either, mate. I mean, it'd be nice to include um, maybe some international. Competition as well, but I—I I, I mean, I, to be fair, I, I think the argument against that is because of the weak um, pre-test uh, competition that the Lions had on this tour. But this, I think, this tour—I know generally the South African um, tend to be probably weaker out of the three Southern Hemisphere pre-test opposition. But um, but it, it's, it's massively been amplified because of COVID and the fact that all the internationals are in the South African bubble. Uh, squad bubble and can't go and play, which normally you would see your test uh guys playing for their clubs against the Lions in the weeks running up, isn't it? Which massively strengthens the opposition just naturally, doesn't it? So um so uh, personally I think that's the, the main cause of, of that issue in this tour. But um and then you know you look at the last tour in New Zealand and, and the Lions lost a couple of the um, uh, the warm-up games didn't they yeah um so and 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 you know some some of the although australia is not in the strongest uh position as a as a, a game of rugby at the moment um over there but but sort of traditionally historically some of their their, their, their sort of super 14 sides are, are are strong aren't they and perfect, perfectly capable of giving the, the lions a good run out aren't they so
0: yeah absolutely sorry mate if you heard a bang then i've just knocked my knocked my speaker over so
1: sorry right, mate it wasn't too bad it wasn't too bad good but yeah no i um so yeah i, I don't i don't agree with a swap but I, um maybe a bit of a mix would be good So um,
0: no, bear with me a second i think i'm gonna sneeze no i'm not <laughs> okay i'm having a bit of a day mate i'm having a bit of a day you are, um, Okay, so let look, Let's just get down to business now. Let's talk about the final test, um, and I just want to I just want to go through some t- uh, some statistics from the game. Okay, yeah. So uh, Lions made two hundred and fifty three meters, nineteen kicks from hand, one hundred and nineteen passes, and one hundred and eight runs. South Africa made 210 meters, 20 meet, twenty from kicks from hand, 55 passes, 62 from runs. Um, Lions attacking possession, uh, 63%. Um, territorial possession, I think, was around the same mark. Uh, oh, sorry, no, territory in the first half for the Lions was 74 to 26. A little bit better in the second half, 53 to 47. Uh, Rucks won. Uh, Lions were 96%, Africa South Africa 93 pretty similar on malls, turnovers conceded, 10 to the Lions, 9 to the box, um, scrums 1, Lions 4 out of 7, 5 out of 6 for the box, lineouts outs for the Lions 11 out of 12, box 9 out of 11, and then penalties 15 to 12, Lions had the higher, higher uh, penalty count. And I guess my question is, how did we lose? <laughs> There's a lot, if, of, uh, if, a if lot you go of on stats, statistics, we should have won that game, really, shouldn't we? Do you think it's a game that was is, is going to stick on their throats? So it is definitely one that they should have won. Um, realistically,
1: yeah. Um, I
0: mean, overall, uh,
1: yes, I think I think it will hurt um because it's de- it's definitely a game that they probably should have and could have won um and for me i think uh, they really really they lost it in the first half um just you know you look at some of those figures you just shouted out there but the dominance in the first half um wasn't reciprocated in the in the score was it so uh, yeah in the score the half time score line um so, yeah, that, that was for me. And, I mean, you look at obvious things as in not, not taking uh, kicks at goal, penalty kicks at goal, when potentially they, they could have, especially when you're ending up with only a three-point loss. Um,
0: well, we gave up six points, didn't we? Uh, yeah, I think it was nine, wasn't it? No, I think, no, actually, yeah, I think you're right, it was nine. But, yeah. Um, H- hindsight's a great thing, isn't it? It is. Um
1: but I don't know it's, I've just it's, it's just it's just one of those, isn't it at the end of the day I, you, you've got the argument um, obviously Dan bigger massively threw out the game plans of both sides because Dan bigger went off after basically 10 minutes wasn't it and uh, and uh, Finn, Finn Russell uh, came on with a smile on his face which I absolutely loved but, um, uh, but that but that but that that changed. Literally the whole game and the game plans for both, not just the British Lions but also South Africa, isn't it? Um, so, um, and just bas- basically threw everything out of the window. So the the argument you could you could have to that is is if bigger didn't go off then, um, he, you know, with with how well because let's just point that out. Finn Russell had an outstanding game.
0: Um, Absolutely, mate. He was he was a massive difference. You could see it.
1: Yeah, and, and uh, for, for me anyway, I mean, I, 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 for me, that's the best all-round game that I've ever seen Finn Russell play. Um, I, I'm not saying I've watched every single game that he's played, but the games I've watched him play, certainly at international standard, that is by far the best all-round um, performance because he, um, you know, we all know the bags of skill that he's got and the little tricks he can pull out of the bag and everything like that. But he... um, um he just played. He just played the complete number ten, and it was. he um, wasn't particularly pulling out huge, you know, party tricks and stuff like that. But he was threatening all yeah. the time and mixing it up, and that is. Uh, you could see that the Springboks a we- were were scared of it and just didn't really know what. And no, and no side was. That's why. That's why he's such a great player and such a great asset because. You just you just don't never know exactly what he's gonna do.
0: Um, oh, look at but, that look at that kick pass that he did quite early on when he came on. I was just like, fucking hell, you wouldn't see <sighs> well, you might see Marcus Smith doing it, but you wouldn't see someone like you know, Owen Farrell doing it, maybe.
1: He just no, well <laughs> they're, they they are the perfect like Owen Farrell, Dan Bigger, perfectly capable, but um they, they they tend to play more within the systems and 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 the coaching uh set up than uh, than Finn Russell, obviously. He he literally um obviously he'll he'll play what they do on the training ground but, but if something changes on the field he, he there's no one better
0: heads or, up rugby
1: other under Marcus Smith who um yeah heads up rugby just playing what's in front of you and, and, and it's just the difference of a ten that plays flat and on the on the game line than a ten that sits back in the pocket and plays from there because That's basically how the Lions had played um, throughout all the the rest of the test um, series. And that's just playing even more so for the likes of South Africa with their unbelievable, and let's face it, it's probably the best international defence in the world. Um, It's just playing into their hands, isn't it? Um, But Finn Russell playing on the game line is... um, The opposite that is threatening even the best international defense in the world. So, uh,
0: and you, you, the thing is, you could really see it in the game. They just didn't know what to do, they didn't know whether to, you know, double tackle him or stick to him or, you know, drop off a little bit or
1: come up quick. And then he does that that kick over the top, like you say, kick pass straight out to to Josh Adam, didn't it? So, yeah,
0: you know, he had two runners off him. He can go off his left, he could go off his right, he could go out the back door. They just didn't...
1: And that, that that's the other difference. You say with the runners as well, I think when someone like Finn Russell comes on, all those guys just up their game, they're like, okay, this guy's going to... They know him. They know he's going to play. So they want to run off him and take these balls and take the runs and everything, isn't it? Which... Uh,
0: yeah.
1: It, it just brings a whole level of uh, attacking... New level of attacking threat, doesn't it? But uh, yeah, so... It's a tough one, isn't it? Because I think if... Personally, I think if Bigger hadn't gone off and it had just gone to the the, the set game plan, um, as in Finn Russell probably not coming on till at least maybe the 60th minute, or something like that, then uh, I think it, it was going to be close, whatever. But I, I just think that the South African would have had more dominance than they had for the full 80. Um, but because Finn Russell came on so early, they weren't allowed that dominance. Um, and it really, it took them until the second half to, to do what they've done all series on and off the field but playing pulling all the tricks in the bag and the professionalism gamesmanship whatever you want to call it um, to slow the game down isn't it which uh, is, is is not a part of the game I like but like to see um, but at the end of the day that's down to the referees on the pitch and world rugby to to stop um, coaching setups and teams from, from doing doing those things isn't it so um, you know, players going down on their knee, injured or whatever. That when they're not, and, and the rest of it, isn't it? But so,
0: yeah, for, so that, for for a South African team that's supposed to be tough as fuck, um, they did spend quite a lot of time on their on their asses, didn't they? And I think I don't I don't know if you've heard. We you, you have heard because we've talked about it. Um, Twenty six minutes ball in play for the entire game.
1: Yeah, and I I, I was massively surprised with that. In all honesty, because. Uh, for me, anyway, I, I, none, none of the tests have been particularly great, but this, to me, was by far the most enjoyable test of the three to watch um, as a spectator, um, personally. Anyway, um, no, I don't, and, and, and a lot of that was down to Tim um, Russell playing for seventy minutes of the game. But um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't like any of that sort of thing. And, and but to be fair to the South Africans. Um, have that you know whether they've broken any rules is down to World Rugby to investigate. I know obviously that Razi Erasmus is being investigated for his video, but at the end of the day, they won this series because they were they outsmarted the British Lions, and I mean, as in Gatland, the coaching set up the whole of the British Lions, they outsmarted, Um and that you know that's right from the dirty tactics on the field of slowing the game down in whatever way they could, guys going down. Uh, injured uh when they're not, and the rest of it, and the the the, the female physio oh my
0: in, God, the, yeah.
1: in the try line area, and shouting abuse at the British Lions players, and all the rest of
0: it, and um yeah, because the the referee had a word with one of the medics that was on the field, didn't they? Yeah. Oh, did, well, she, yeah,
1: was she medic physio? Yeah, she yeah, and she she was in the in the in the try line area when uh, at one point when the British Lions were were camped down on their try line just before I think it was actually just before they scored, but um. Uh, but yeah, she was. You know, it's just totally unacceptable. Not shouldn't shouldn't be there. And also, just the you could see.
0: Um, I think she was giving them instructions.
1: She was giving. She was giving instructions to her side, but she was also shouting. You could sell she was being abusive to the, to the British Lions players, which is uh, yeah. You just, it's just not shouldn't be part of the game. It's supposed to be a professional sport, which means all all of the. Um, Backroom staff and coaching setup are supposed to be professionals as well, isn't it? So um, it's not football at the end of the day.
0: Um, well, just very quickly, the current South African coach—what's he called again? It's not Erasmus; it's Yank Yanku. Liden- Nianbar. He did that in the World Cup final against England, mate. Exactly same position in the in the um, over the try line in the way. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's nothing new, is it? It's nothing new, but I, but it needs no. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah, that's
0: the point. Bit. It's nothing new. So why the fuck hasn't it been sorted out?
1: Well, if at the end of the day, I don't actually know um, whether there's an out-and-out rule break there. Um, I don't. I don't think there is, but it should be down to referees saying no, you shouldn't be there, out of the way, sort of thing. But but you know whether there's not whether it's a bit of a grey area. Or whatever, you you just you got to get rid of grey areas with things like this. Um, because it, because it is a professional sport and all top coaches and coaching um, setups will be looking just for that. It's because it's all about small percentages, isn't it? As they always say, and it's just that extra edge, anything, any extra gain you can get on your opposition. And that's what, the South, that's why I say that the, the, the South African setup, razi Erasmus and his and his team have um, essentially won that series just from purely outsmarting uh, Gatlin and his team. That's, that's my opinion on it. Um and that's with all the off-field crap that's gone on, and the on-field stuff as well, combined. But whether or not it's right, or you agree with it, that it's happened, and they've won the series, so they've done what it takes to win the series, isn't it? Um, but it's ugly, isn't it? So <laughs> yeah, uh, it yeah. needs it needs stamping out, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. So I mean, from our perspective, and, and, and I think it was Matt Dawson that I either read or heard him say this Lions tour, there was no standout moment, you know, like no Jerry Guskett kick, no uh, 2001 uh, O'Driscoll bursting through the centre, um, you know, uh, what's he called? Wales winger. George North picking George up North. easy Flough and running yeah. backwards. There was no special moment, was there? Well, I don't know. Uh, <laughs>
1: it's on the wrong side of the coin, but Colby's try in the third test was pretty... Pretty outstanding. But, um... uh, yeah,
0: okay. Well, we don't.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I know. I know what you mean. From a British Lions perspective, there was. Uh... But they didn't play that style of rugby, so you're never gonna, or you're gonna have a lot less chance of of getting those uh... those real standout moments. I think, especially you know, outstanding tries. I mean, there was some fantastic tries in in the warm up games, wasn't there? But um, you, you you can't really count them as far as the test series. There wasn't anything that stood out, was there? Like that? No.
0: No. Absolutely. But I think
1: personally, the big argument, especially the way that third test panned out is, um, you know, the, the, the tactical, the way that they decided to play the tactics against South South African, Scotland. Um, I, personally, I think they got it wrong because um, tried playing a tight, physical take on the South Africans game, basically, in the first two tests and managed to just pip the win in the first test. But that was solely because... South Africa were um, that much more rusty and, and lacking in fitness. In reality, if we're honest, isn't it? That's what that's yeah. what won that first test. Um, and they got they got well and truly beaten in the second test, trying to play at that game. So, and um, I don't know he made some changes, but in my view, they weren't enough. If you're gonna if you're gonna go for it, then you know you have you bring in your Finn Russell from the start or whatever, isn't it? But, um, and potentially uh, a bit more attacking. Um, Firepower outside as well, isn't it? Because it's all very well saying, "Well, we need to bring in the guys in the back three to to counter the uh, or to defend the um, the Springbok um, kicking game, the aerial bombardment, and that." But uh, you know, w- why not just play a game where you're assuming they ain't having the ball to do that, and you're you're running the ball at them? Do you know? <laughs> um, so it's all <clears> tactic. <throat> and stuff, but... Yeah, my, my So what I'm getting to is, I think uh, <laughs> if a different Set of tactics, um, maybe with someone like going with more like with the likes of Finn Russell from the beginning. Would would we question? Would we have seen a different outcome in the in the test result? But um, we'll never know. We'll never know. Sadly,
0: we won't know. No, we won't. Unfortunately, yeah, I think it would have been very interesting to have seen Finn Russell. You know, more involved in the overall tour.
1: But yeah, I mean, obviously he went out with injury, isn't it? But
0: um, yeah, which
1: didn't help matters, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, um, absolutely, absolutely.
0: Okay, mate, do you feel that we've chatted enough about the lines and we need to put that bad boy to bed now?
1: Yeah, I think so, mate. It's it's it's, um, it's gutting, isn't it? It's gutting. But yeah, um,
0: no, mate, yeah, it gen- genuinely is because I'm a massive.
1: Should have, could have, woulda. could have,
0: Yeah, it's just one of them, in it? But fingers crossed, we'll be back next four years in australia not us personally obviously unless we're very lucky um and we get a call up from the head coach um let's look oh,
1: at we, could, we could go out as the barmy army mate the Lions supporters
0: maybe oh my god
1: imagine let's it! us relive, relive what would it be 24 years since 2001
0: yeah it would be crikey jesus oh,
1: that's, that's aging us isn't it yeah that <laughs> will
0: keep that quiet, yeah. keep that quiet. Work that one out. how old are we Drop us a message on Instagram and Twitter. Um, Let's just look ahead to next season. So, obviously, as I said at the start, you know, this is the final episode of this season. We will be back for the Gallagher Premiership. Interesting fact. I just want to very, very quickly just touch on something before we wrap things up. Fantasy rugby is going to be really interesting at the start of the season, don't you think? Uh, Is it? Well, if you think about it, obviously, the... What's the competition now between the, um, what is it now? Southern Hemisphere teams. What's it called? Rugby Championship. Yeah. Rugby Championship. Yeah. So there's no, um, you know, all those boys are going to be playing on for another, what, three or four weeks now? Okay. Yeah. So they're, so not, they're not available. To be, to they're the not going to be available yet. at the start of the season. I'm assuming yep. now the Lions players will have five weeks off because that's the standard standard statutory requirement. Yeah.
1: I think so. Yeah. I think you're right.
0: So a lot of these guys that we've relied on for our fantasy rugby aren't going to be around.
1: Yeah, prob- probably, mate. Probably. I don't know uh, how much at the beginning of the season that will impact. Uh, in all honesty, I haven't <laughs> looked at it yet, mate. But um no, yeah, no it, mate, it, I, it,
0: I, I need to. I need to fucking get back in. Yeah, you're, you're the one
1: that needs to put the put the hours in, mate. I'm put putting the hours, the hours
0: in now yeah. to get to get ahead of the game <laughs> for when it comes back.
1: No, but yeah, I, there will be you're right i think the the lions guys or certainly the ones who um obviously that played the played the, the most rugby on the lions uh will have to be rested and yeah the um and there is i suppose mostly south africans isn't it contingent in the uh, uh in the premiership uh, they they'll have to be rested at the end at the end of the the rugby championship as well but actually thinking about it is is there that many there's um there's a few from sale. obviously, isn't there? Faf de Klerk. Um, any other Dupree
0: brothers? No, I think they're back here now. Back but you've home, got old, um,
1: the Harlequin's said.
0: prop, Wilhelm Lowe. Is it Wilhelm Lowe?
1: I don't know. It's Lowe, isn't it? I'm not it's sure. Definitely, yeah,
0: it's Low. So he's been called up to South Africa. Jasper Vice, obviously, from Tigers. Yep. Uh, that's about it, isn't it? Faf is obviously injured, but I'd imagine he plays some part at some point.
1: Yeah, so um, oh, uh, Van Rensberg is he? Not
0: he sure was, in was in the squad, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, he was. Not sure if he's still in. Anyway, yeah, there's probably Sale will be most affected, but uh, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I suppose it could be interesting, mate. There's going to be a few not available probably for a few first few weeks. And then it'll be Six Nations, won't
0: it? (laughs) Then it'll be Six Nations. It'll be back to normal. Ollie will be ahead on the fancy rugby and I'll be moaning each week that you're winning.
1: (laughs) Standard. Standard practice, mate. Looking forward to it. (laughs) So, yeah. Sum sum up of the season, Gareth.
0: Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, sorry. That's what I wanted to wrap up. That is what. What's your high highlights of the season? So, obviously, including everything. Six Nations, Lions, Gallagher Premiership. um, You know... You, I guess well, you just saying Bath winning now and again was quite nice. Uh, here we go. Uh, well, we've not had it for a few but, weeks, have we?
1: Yeah, in all honesty, it's quite nice to have a break from you. <laughs> I'm going to enjoy the next few weeks with your Leicester rubbish and anti-Bath and anti-Exeter Chiefs a little bit as well, aren't you? Yeah, but um, Pure strangely but anyway no uh sum up of the season gareth uh it's been a bit of a hash really isn't it with covid again um mass- massively impacted unfortunately by covid uh so that's that's had an impact on obviously the roll in from the last season late start early start of this one or whatever rolling back to back and it's affected some more than others i think chiefs um as a club were most affected by that i i actually think if covid wasn't here and we've just had two normal back-to-back seasons then i, I think they would have won the premiership again this season um but um yeah I, I i just think uh that played uh the way it all went down with internationals being away and a and lot of it that played uh as it ended up with them and Harlequins being in the final, um, it hurt Chiefs a lot more than it hurt Quins because um, that sort of their international caliber guys aren't in the uh, in the mix on the whole anymore, were they? But they well, they will be next season, by the looks of it. But, um, but yeah, um so yeah, a bit bit of a weird one. But highlights, obviously, I think like most people is is Harlequins. Um,
0: yes, the mighty Quins. Yeah.
1: Yeah, just, just bring, yeah, especially, well, brilliant, especially towards the end, you know, the, the the run into the end of the season. It was just that semi final against Bristol was just unbelievable, wasn't it? Unbelievable. Um, and a, and, a, yeah, and a cracking final, uh, as well. That was, uh, that was the beauty, and just some really attractive, great to watch spectrum from a spectator point of view. Um, rugby in the premiership, which, uh, Long may that continue. I really do hope um, the game continues in that way, and we see a lot less of what we've just witnessed in the in the Lions South Africa Test series with the way, in particular, the South Africans play. But um, yeah, because um, overall, I don't want to speak for everyone, but I think most people want to see a bit of rugby played rather than the, um, some of the dull stuff we witnessed, isn't it, in the Test series? But
0: yeah yeah definitely so yeah uh, uh, yeah.
1: great Harlequins were definitely the highlight of the season for me Marcus Smith if you're going to name names um, being a standout
0: individual um, yeah yeah, uh, do you want to know what one of my highlights were
1: (laughs) not if it's anything to do with Tigers I'm going to be honest no go on go on I'm joking
0: no, well, it is to do. It is to do with the fact that the uh, Leicester Tigers are. Of course, it is. Of course. <laughs> Moving up the table, the foundations, the DNA right. is coming through. Borthwick mm. next season, top four, mate. You next-
1: just mate, it's nothing to do with DNA and Tigers have passed. That is gone and done. Just enjoy it and appreciate what it was. Borthwick is creating the new Leicester Tigers, mate. That's the way you should look about it. No, no, no. It's, very, it's very well, yeah, to try and. Bring in some of the old beliefs and traditions and attributes that that, that, that the um, the successful era of Tigers um, had, but um, the games the games changed. It's moved on, so um, the club needs to as well. I think that to be honest, that's in reality that's where, in my view, that Tigers have stuttered over the last several um, seasons with appointments and coaching. Is is partly because I think they've rested on their laurels a little bit with the success they had. Um, uh-huh. And
0: the you're breaking up, mate. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, it's true.
1: You know, it's true. I know that's that's to do with the the guys at the top of the club, isn't it? So, um... no,
0: I agree, mate. I do agree with that one. It's just nice, it's genuinely nice to see a less, it's a bit like um, seeing a French team that's firing a Leicester Tigers team that's putting it about a bit, mixing it up a bit. Um, and hopefully, you know, you never know. With old Danny Cipriani at the helm, you might see a resurgent Bath team.
1: Mike. Yeah, we, we shall we shall see. Um, but yeah, it's uh, well, well, we'll we'll review it in the pre-season episode, mate. But um, yeah, I, I mean, in in reality, as it stands right now, there's probably there's got to be at least
0: six, seven seven.
1: or seven sides who are you you would say. Have, got a genuine chance of having a shot at the title um you might depending depending how form goes with with clubs like bath um you know you you could include more into that so um it's going to be it's going to be a cracking season
0: yeah i'm looking forward to it mate All right, no, um,
1: no relegation
0: and no relegation is it 13 teams oh it's 13 teams as well isn't it yeah first season of 13 no relegation so one week there's going to be a bye so I wonder how that's going to fit in with the fancy rugby
1: yeah true true
0: anyway anyway we'll leave it there thank you very much as ever mate it's always a pleasure to have a nice chat to you you do bring you do bring a lot to this podcast
1: <laughs> thank you very much mate thank you very much well it's been I've, I've enjoyed it mate it's been a good a good first season for us and uh, yeah looking forward to the next one, get your, get your pre season training in soon. When does that start?
0: <laughs> me,
1: yeah, never for the pod. I mean, for the pod, oh, not... pod
0: mate. Yeah, I'm working on my larynx, you know.
1: You never did real pre season training, eh? <laughs> uh,
0: no, not if I could. No, I hated training. <laughs> Give me a ball, I'll run it, people. All right, buddy. Listen, I'll let you get on. Um, and we'll catch up again soon.
1: Cool, okay, mate. Good to speak.
0: No worries, buddy. Take care. See soon. you next season. See you later, mate. Next season, Woo, Tigers. <laughs> cheers mate bye bye so that brings the final episode of the season to a conclusion thank you once again for taking time to listen and download into. uh Just a couple of mates who like rugby um, and talk pretty much crap most of the time. Um, We will be back, like I said, for season two, closer to the start of the Gallagher Premiership. Um, So join us for that. We'll put up little hints and feeds, etc. on Instagram or on Twitter. So if you want to go over there, give us a follow. It's at Top2InchesRP. Um, We're available on all major platforms such as Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts and YouTube. I don't actually think there's anything else to say other than we will be back for season two. See you then.